So the altar is now going to continue to discuss the lacking that we have in Betochen in our generation and explain why we lack it. Because of this, he this lack and this this feeling that we're never going to actually succeed in our Betochen. That even when we work on our Betochen, we, we have... Uh, in the back of our minds, why should I bother? In the end, I'm going to fall, right? Like he had said in the previous paragraph that he's likely to lose all the gains that he had in his in his Ruchni's growth once he faces his first Messiah. And he makes a new shita, and he decides that really... It has to be that the best thing for my spiritual growth is going to get all of my material affairs in order. And so that the life challenges that are going to come up won't place pressure on him in the future. He's got to get them all set up for your future, right? Parents always tell their children, we need to set you up for your future. And to make sure you go, you got to go to college and get a good degree, so you're set up for the future. And even if, as a result of this, he must fall short at the present time in his true obligations. Right, that he's gonna. That now I know I really should be learning more, but I have to work. He justifies the decision with good logic, that in order to further his agenda to perfect his path that he's come up with, and so that he's not going to stray for his entire life. He has no other choice now to be sure that he can have his ruchnius in the future if he doesn't spend now working, now giving up his learning, now giving up everything in order to work very, very, very hard in order to, in the future, be able to, yeah, well, I'm going to retire when I'm 40 and I'll be able to learn in Kyle, right? Said many, 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 many guys that leave yeshiva. Very, very, very few have ever done that. And even after time has passed, when he sees it, even curtailing his wholesome divine service, the tear does not should say the tavios achayim and even after his neshama has been so distracted from his avodas Hashem, in order that he can provide for the needs that he has in his life, nonetheless, he remains very far from being secure in his spiritual status in the future. Saif saif, in the end. He sees that in the end of the day, to be completely secure, 
in the face of all of life's challenges, is something that he just doesn't have the power or the abilities to do. And he'll be forced to calm himself down, calm down his, his, his angst with the re- realization that everything is B'day Shemayim. But even with this, when he's conceded to the correct path of simply relying on the Shem and not being concerned, then something happens. He starts to go back and forth and vacillate. And he changes his mind from one moment to the next. Sometimes he, he is maskim. He agrees. And he completely devotes himself to Torah and throws his neshama at the mercy of the one who made the decrees, meaning that he'll live with complete and total betachem, and he's not concerned anymore. But the second something comes up, and it presents him with a challenge. And he changes his mind in his thinking that, ooh, this is very difficult. This is more than regular betachem can handle. This is something that I'm going to have to get involved. I'm going to have to do a shtadlis in. And he starts to waver. And to remain upon it, to stay on this derech of betachem is something that's impossible to do consistently. And now he convinces himself that he has to start worrying to at least lighten the burden of his future requirements. So that he can secure the spiritual growth that he's had until now, where he used to be someone that was always worried. Now he has some betachem. He wants to secure that spiritual growth in order that he shouldn't lose it completely, so he's going to have to do a little bit of shtadlis in order to make sure that he doesn't lose the ruchnius that he's gained. But nonetheless, after the challenges have passed, he reverses himself again as the the author's quoting a saying, I guess a saying that they had back then, that when a thief has nothing to steal, he possesses himself with peace. As long as I have nothing to steal, I can be honest. There's no, there's no opportunity here for me to steal, so I can be a big tzaddik. So there's no opportunity here for me to use my betochen, so everything seems to be going well, I can be a big betochen. Oz chozeb makshavtai laharher and he then once again starts to think about his true obligation. And he yearns to become an elevated person and follow in the footsteps of the previous generations. He wants to get back to that place where he doesn't have all these shaylas that concern him. He doesn't have all this pain. He doesn't have all this anxiety. He knows that that's what he's 
looking for and he feels inside him great pleasure in his pursuit and the strong drive to rise above all of the gashmias and the material distractions that take him off and live a life of pure clarity that Hashem is going to protect over him, that's going to watch over him, that's going to give him all of his needs. That he is no Shiloh, that, that a Kodesh Baruch who is there for him and he's doing very well. And now, and without leaving any action or trait of his imperfection, constantly working on refining his midos in every way. And everything he does will be free of any alternative motives. And all of his deeds will be purely, purely l'shem shemayim. And now he truly re- has a desire to remain strong on this path of betochon forever and to conquer all of life's challenges strictly by employing the rules of betochon. But despite all of his resolve, he lacks the strength to hold fast before the next test that he will face. And when he faces the test, all of his understanding and all of his willpower will just poof, it'll evaporate. And he goes back to his original problem. He goes back to thinking once again, doubting his previous understanding, wondering if now did I make the right decision because I have this big test. And he'll say, he just can't decide. What's correct? He wonders, is my betochen stronger, strong enough? Is, am I on that right level? He comes up with svaras. I have to do it because of this, because of that. And he forgets. And he remains this way his entire life, back and forth, on to the betochen, off the betochen, on the betochen, off the betochen. He doesn't stick to one path. Instead, sometimes he acts this way, sometimes he acts that way. It's not because he lacks the understanding of, un, of that the Rebbein Shalom controls the world and it all from Hashem. But rather it's because even after he makes up his mind to live this correct existence and follow B'tachon, the Nesayim comes and it flips around his heart, it changes his heart. And he can't muster the strength in order to fight the, the Yetzirah of these challenges. He doesn't have enough fortitude in order to keep himself from dropping from this lofty level of betochen.
and it's a long shear already, but I just want to end. I think that this describes the average from Yerushalayim, that we do exactly this. We have lots of betochem, Baruch Hashem. But at times, we, we, we lose. There are people that are not like that. There are people that do it all the time. But it's so hard. And I think that the average from Yerushalayim person falls in this category where we, we have the betochem, but then when the Nisayan comes, we start to doubt and we have a little doubt in our minds and we start to get off track a little bit. We have to bring back on track. Now we've got to talk about ways that we can come back on track. Have a wonderful day.